thank you. I appreciate you having me here. Thank you everyone for coming and coming on time. I appreciate that. I'm a writer, I guess, by passion. And from that, I started seeing other needs of my clients and from networking events, people saying that they struggle with social media marketing and just using social media in general, personally and professionally. And then myself, I struggled with LinkedIn when I started my business. You know, I started my business and I, I created a Sam's Word LinkedIn page. And then I was like, if I build it, they will come. But no one was coming. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? And so I started doing some training for myself. And then I said, I think this is something other business owners need. So I went around a room. One of my first questions was who already has a LinkedIn account? So great. So we want everybody to get logged in. The other thing I want you guys to do, if you haven't already, is to download the LinkedIn app because LinkedIn is mobile. This is 2018. You should be using your phone to post, to share, to like, to accept connections. So make sure you get the, I have it on the agenda. So I'm going to make sure you guys have the LinkedIn app before you guys leave. So the general purpose of LinkedIn, we want to increase connections. Increasing connections helps to build our business portfolio. It helps to spread the word. It helps people learn about your business and what you provide. So you do that by sending a connection or accepting a connection. Before, people would say LinkedIn was very, very stuffy, um, very corporate, very much stagnant. They didn't want to connect with people they didn't know. So they would say, if I worked with you, if I went to school with you, if I know you, I'll connect with you. But if I don't know you, I don't know why you're sending me a, a, a request. And then they wouldn't accept it. But how is your business going to grow if you only market to the people you know? It's not. <laughs> so yes, you want to accept those connections. You want to see who you can connect with and send a connection to them. And hopefully you can build that relationship. So when you send that connection to someone and say, hi, I'm Sammy, I'd like to connect with you, that's a message that you send with that invitation. It gives them a little bit of a reason for why this person is connecting with me. And I'll tell you personally, I get connections all the time. I was just telling him, I get my list, I wake up this morning, I got a whole list of people who want to connect with me. I go through my phone, I accept, 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 accept. But if someone, but I'm not really paying attention to them. I'm just building my network. But if someone sends a message, then they stand out a little bit because I don't want to ignore them, right? So I say, oh, John sent me a message. Let me read the message. Maybe he actually needs me for something. So then I will read his message and respond to his message. Maybe he wants to meet for coffee. Maybe he's in Minnesota somewhere and wants to have a Skype conversation, see how we can help each other's businesses. So it's all about building those relationships early. So you also want to drive communication and interest. You do that by joining groups. There are groups on LinkedIn for every industry, for every trade, for every skill, and you can search for groups that you're interested in. And LinkedIn, by you posting your content and your industry, your resume that you put up there, LinkedIn will start to recommend groups for you to join. So I just recently joined a bunch of groups because I realized my background is in healthcare and a lot of my groups were healthcare based. And now I'm like, I don't care about that stuff anymore. I care about the copywriting content development. So I joined a bunch of writing groups and content groups. And LinkedIn will see that and then they'll say, Sammy, here's three groups you may be interested in joining. And then we discuss groups a little later on, but you just want to be mindful of the rules of each group. Some groups will say you can join, but you're not here to advertise your business. You're, we're a community. We're here to support people. So just make sure you read the rules of the groups. So driving communication, posting, liking, commenting, sharing. 
When you go through your feed, if you're familiar with other social media platforms, LinkedIn is no different. You know, I go through my LinkedIn every morning and it reminds me of Facebook. It's very political. I have a lot of opinionated posts. LinkedIn has changed from how it previously was. It's not uptight anymore. People are very loose on LinkedIn. But I will say, post at your own discretion. Everyone is watching. It is your, your professional, most professional social media networking website. So just be mindful of that. So yeah, as you're going through your feed, one thing is to post. I was asked earlier, how do I communicate with my connections? You post. You post what you're doing. I'm hosting a workshop this morning. I'll be posting that later on today. You can share. You're scrolling through your feed and you see something that really interests you, share that content. When you share the content, use hashtags. Hashtags, anyone familiar with hashtags? So what I like to say, every time you post on social media to promote your business, I, even my personal life, I'm, I'm a hashtag queen, use your hashtags. The hashtags work to get you in front of people who would no, normally never see your content. So if you just post to your LinkedIn um, wall, I have it on the other screen. So this is my LinkedIn profile. If I just post here and I don't put any hashtags, only my connections are going to see that. Yes, they have the opportunity to share it with their connections, but a lot of people won't share it with their connections. But if you put hashtags in, people can go on LinkedIn and Google, and could, LinkedIn is also a search engine, and they can search those hashtags and be brought to your content. So the hashtags put you in front of people that you would normally never be in front of. So that's why we always want to include hashtags. I was talking to you earlier about publishing an article. You also, if you publish your articles, before it goes live, before it's actually published, there's a prompt that says, tell your viewers or tell your connections why they need to be interested in this. And LinkedIn has a reminder that says, don't forget to use hashtags, okay? Because again, as you're building your community and your connections, for instance, she just set up her LinkedIn account. She, she's going to input, like, you just sent your email out to how many? 400 people? <laughs> so hopefully those 400 people accept your connection request, and then they're going to get your article. Once you add hashtags, now you increase the ability of that article getting in front of other people. People go on Google and they're searching for your content. There's an increased likelihood that you're going to be in the Google search list. So it's all about getting your, your name out there. You want to identify as and become, identify those who exist and become an industry influencer. So are you guys familiar with the, what an influencer is on social media? <laughs> you got a little bit? So the influencers are the ones that are experts in that field. So you are a chiropractor. If you want to be a social media influencer as a chiropractor, you're going to publish those articles. You're going to post content related to the chiropractic industry. Is that a word, chiropractic? Um, so you're going to post that content, but you're going to post it so consistently that people are going to say, oh, he's posting, and I know he's a chiropractor, and he knows what he's talking about. And then they're going to start sharing your posts because they see you as a credible source. So they're going to say, he's constantly posting about being a chiropractor, tips for patients, for posture, for whatever. You know, this is a reliable resource, and he knows what he's talking about. You're now an expert in your field. You're an influencer. So upcoming chiropractors are going to be looking to you for guidance. They're going to see you as an expert. They're going to say, let me see what he's doing, and then they're going to start copying. You start seeing people copying what you're doing, that it's a good thing. 
December will be three years I've been in business, and in the last six to eight months, I'm seeing a lot of copying of my stuff on social media. That social media etiquette is to give credit. If you share someone's content, you need to give credit and say this is the source. So you gotta be mindful of things like that. So also by publishing the articles, uploading videos, vlogs, and slide shares. Anyone familiar with a vlog? Video is supposed to be the way of the future, so I'll be doing some videos soon. And, and videos will be like this. I'm starting to do online training for LinkedIn, social media marketing. So get in front of the people, get your videos out there, you know, a quick three minute video, how to's, and got your video. So LinkedIn profile. So does anyone have a business profile set up for your company? You do. So you do have the option. I do have a Sam's Word LinkedIn page and I have not looked at it in like two years. In my training and my learning and development of using LinkedIn, I've realized for what I do, I need to use LinkedIn through my personal profile to promote my business. So for the business profile, as you mentioned, you have limited features. So you can't, as a business profile, you can't connect with other people. Similar to like a Facebook business profile. You can't send out a request for people. You can only post what I showed you before. You can do your posts in recruitment. So if you're hiring, you can post jobs through your business profile. You can also do that through your personal profile also. So the personal profile is gonna give you access to all of the different robust LinkedIn features minus the premium features. So we'll go through premium later. If you wanna pay for premium, that's up to you. LinkedIn will offer you a free trial along with your credit card so that they can charge it as soon as your free trial is over. It happened to me. I still, I still have LinkedIn premium. I'm like, I don't know if I want to keep it or not, but for training, it seems good for me to have because I can show you guys the features. So you can like and share posts, post content, publish articles, connect with others. Here's one thing I want you guys to do while we're here. You can change your LinkedIn URL to your company or description. So my LinkedIn URL, if you're looking at me, looking for me on LinkedIn is linkedin.com slash n slash business writers. So instead of having a long URL with numbers and codes and whatever, you can edit that, match your business. So you can think about that if you want your business name after it, but we can go into settings and we can change that now. You can have it say your name or your business or your name in your business or a description. So mine says business writers. So it doesn't say Sam's word, it just says business writers. And I chose that because it has the word business in it, it has the word writers in it. So if someone is searching for either, they can hopefully get to my page. So linkedin.com slash n slash business writers. Your profile should have a picture of yourself. You need a background if you don't have a background. So the app, this is where I want everybody, if you don't already have the app, to take out your cell phone, tablet, iPad, whatever it may be, go to your app store and download the LinkedIn app. So we could take a few minutes to do that. The LinkedIn app is especially handy because I get messages all the time from people who say, Sammy, I wanna meet with you this week. Can you send me your availability? So instead of waiting till I got to the computer, well, I'm, I'm a writer, so I'm usually on it, but it takes me away from what I'm doing. So instead of waiting till I get to the computer, pulling up LinkedIn, saying this is my designated time to respond to my messages, I can just do it quickly. Okay, this one wants to meet with me this week. Let me look at my calendar. I send it to them. Someone may say, Sammy, I know somebody who needs a resume. Are you able to help them? Can you, you know, can I send them your email address? And then I'm able to quickly respond. So it's in real time. You're not waiting a day. You're not waiting till eight o'clock at night to look at your messages. It's all right here. Everybody has it. 
sharing and uploading posts. So I have a picture, I've been taking pictures from this morning being here. So if I wanna post pictures of my workshop that I did today, I just pull up my LinkedIn app. This is my main page. And then right from here, I can say I wanna write a post. I can do a picture. When I do a picture or video, it takes me to my photo gallery on my phone, select the ones I want. I believe you could do picture or video. LinkedIn is still updating with that. Post, say what I wanna say, had a great time facilitating my workshop today, had a lot of great people there, put some hashtags, throw, throw the hashtags in, and they all have limits. I believe LinkedIn is 15 hashtags you can use per post. And then just like that, I can post. On the LinkedIn feed, I can scroll. If I like something, I can like it. If I wanna comment, I can comment. If it's really good and I wanna share it, I can hit share. It asks me if I want to share in a post or share in a private message. Private message means I'm just sending it to you, no one else. Share as a post means it's going out public to everyone. I would click share in a post, and the same screen comes up. This is the content that I'm sharing. And then again, I put, you don't have to put a comment. If you, you know, sometimes I'm rushing and I just hit share, get it out there. Other times I'll put a little blurb, hashtags, and then post it out for everyone to see and you can make and manage your connections. So the LinkedIn app has all of the same features and buttons across the top of your screen on the desktop. So you have your home screen, which is your feed. You have your connections. So if people have sent me connections, when I woke up this morning, there was like five or six. Right now it says no pending invitations. Usually it's a list of names with an X or a check mark. I go through, I check, 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 because I want to connect with everyone and share the word. And then these are all people I can connect with. Sometimes when I'm bored, I'll do connecting sprees and I'll just go and hit, just click, keep hitting connect, 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 connect. And they're not getting messages with my invitation. They're just, those are like the blank invitations I get with no messages. It's just people sending out connection requests. And then if someone may say, I may send it to someone and say, oh, I looked at your profile. I like what you do. Can we talk? I go right, that will come through in my messages. And I will go through my messages and respond to anyone sending me a message. The next one is your notifications. So this is gonna tell you if people like your post, she liked my post, it's gonna tell you if someone's celebrating a birthday. I have LinkedIn Premium, so I can see my post analytics for this particular one. So if I click onto that, it'll tell me I had three views from a CEO, three views from a consultant, three views from a business corporate strategist, the areas that they're from. It quickly tells me 51 views, three likes. So those, the, that's post engagement. How many people saw it? How many people liked it? How many people shared it? So that's why you also wanna get in front of your analytics, which is like LinkedIn 2.0. We're not really gonna get into analytics today, <laughs> but the first part of it is knowing what it is and how to use it for your business. And then the last one here are jobs. So jobs as a business owner, if you're looking to recruit staff, if you wanna post some jobs, you can look here to see what the if your, your rate that you're paying is competitive, what are other industry people paying? What are the existing salaries? What are they, what the offerings, you know, the fringe benefits? If you're a business owner, but you're looking for a side gig and you want a job, you can go through here. You can search, you can get information on companies. This company, Jackson, is financial services. They hired nine employees in process specialist roles. So you can get different information also as a business owner. If you have a competing company, you can see what they're doing when it comes to hiring and recruitment. How many people are they hiring? What roles are they recruiting for? So it gives you some insight information. 
And some of that may only be available on the premium account. So you guys have it up on your screen. These are just bulleted information of each button and each feature. So your home screen, you have your connections feed. We, we discussed that. It's like your regular social media platform. If someone is posting, if some, one of your connections is posting, it's going to show up on your feed. Depending on how many connections you have, once they post it, you may or may not see it right away. You may have to keep scrolling like other social media platforms. I have over 3,000 connections. So if you post something right now, I probably won't see it. But if you tag me to it, if, so, if you post something, you want someone to really see it, you can tag them and they'll get a notification that you were tagged in this post. And then you have the option to remove yourself if you don't want to be tagged in it. So in your home, you can post content, publish articles, do your engagement analytics. We've discussed the groups and the hashtags. My network, um, those are all the people that you sent requests to or they sent requests to. You can also see your total number of connections. So if you're not sure how many people you're connected with, click on my network and it'll show you. Oh, sorry, 4,000. So 4,101 connections. If you go to your my network, you'll see. You just sent out to 400 people. Hopefully by the end of the week, you'll have like 400, 500 connections, hopefully. Then we have jobs, which we just discussed. So post jobs, apply to jobs, see the salary and job statistics about those positions and your competitors, or if you're interested in looking into the job market, you could do some comparison also. Messaging, that's simple. Those are um, sent and received uh, messages, like a text message. It's a one-on-one -on -one message. Um, I don't believe LinkedIn has a group messaging feature yet. Notifications, that's just to keep you informed of what's happening with your connections. Who has a birthday? Who has a work um, anniversary? Somebody might have got promoted, took a new job, left their current job. Who liked and commented on your posts? Which I like sometimes because with so many connections, I can people get lost in transition. So I will not always know that someone liked my post. But if I look at my notification page, I can say, oh, she did like my post. Yay. So then I'm aware of it and I know or commented also, you can see. Your me page is your profile. So that's where you're gonna manage and update your profile. If you do decide to switch to LinkedIn Premium, you would do it through there. You can manage your account settings. Account settings are like, I know you guys get them, but you get emails all the time. This one has a birthday coming up. This is her work anniversary. They sent you a connection request. So you can manage the emails that you get. So you can say, I don't want an email because it's somebody's birthday. I don't want to connection requests. What I like people to do, I still get the emails, but what I like people to do is not work from your email to use LinkedIn, but to get familiar with just getting on LinkedIn and using it. I have a client now I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with, and he does not access LinkedIn. He works from his email. So every time I see him, he says, look, Sammy, I got this email. This one sent me a connection. And so then he clicks on that email, which takes him to LinkedIn to the connection request. And I tell him, start at LinkedIn. If you're getting the email, it's generated from LinkedIn, so that information is already in LinkedIn. Just go to LinkedIn. So if you're looking for a way to reduce the amount of emails you get, that's one way. You could say, LinkedIn, don't send me these emails. Just send me these two, these three. Work. I like the work feature. I have a whole section on ProFinder later. I think right after this. Work, you get insights of jobs, of companies, of salary. You can post a job, you can advertise, you can do your groups, look for groups. You have ProFinder, you could do salary comparisons and SlideShare. SlideShare would be if I thought this presentation was so good, I'm going to upload it to LinkedIn SlideShare. 
at my hashtags and then it helps me look as a influencer because I'm saying I'm tra training people on how to use LinkedIn here's my PowerPoint for you to review so you can look through it on your own and the more of those you publish the more it builds your credibility ProFinder has anyone heard of ProFinder ProFinder is a really good tool that I love to use what it does is you sign up for ProFinder and it sends leads to you so I sign up as a writer content writer resume writer whatever it may be and I actually have one I need to read today. I got a ProFinder email last night that said there is a ProFinder lead available in, I think it was Rhode Island, and I haven't read it yet. It's probably like technical writer or something. And so I read the profile of what they're looking for, and then if it's something I wanna do, I respond to it, and that's my proposal to their lead. Um, so what I now do is I have a Microsoft Word document with templates, response templates, where I don't have to create a whole new thing every time. I just open that, up that file, see what it says, see if I need to edit it, copy and paste that, throw it into the ProFinder proposal section, and send it off and hope they pick me. So what you do there is based on industry. If you're looking for a freelancer, you're looking for a plumber, you know, you're looking for an accountant, you will go in, you will select what it is you're looking for, and ProFinder says, you're looking for an accountant, we have these seven people in your geographical area. We're going to send that ProFinder request or lead to those people. And then that's when you or that person will get it in their email. You also get it as a um, notification on LinkedIn. So on my LinkedIn, it will say you have a ProFinder request. I should look and see if it's there. So it allows you to be found by potential clients. Your ProFinder profile is based off of your LinkedIn profile. So it's all connected and then you receive the email. So let me switch to the notification, see if I have an example, because I just got one yesterday. Here it is. A new ProFinder ghostwriting client request is available in Providence, Rhode Island. So that's what I get on my email. When I click into it, this is what it says. So they're looking for a book regarding business, about 100 pages. Then the next five months they want it done. They want to work virtually. And then this last section is what they really want. So looking for theme consultation as well as writing help, legal advice on using quotes, sources, etc. So if I wanted to respond, I would go to my Word document, I would edit it and say this is how I can help you, this is my experience, this is my contact information, and send it off. And then it'll say, if, if they like it, they, they could just ignore my proposal. If they like it, I'll get an email saying they're reviewing your proposal and they'll be contacting you if they're interested. So these are all of the different services that you could find or submit ProFinder leads for. And there are different categories. So we have software development, IT services, design, writing and editing, marketing, business consulting, legal, accounting, and then it's about being creative. So you're a chiropractor, but if you want to do some business consultations for upcoming chiropractors or just provide business consultations for their services, you could also do it that way also. You have accountant, financial services, coaching, real estate, insurance, photography, home improvement, administrative events, wellness. And then if you scroll to the top, you can type in what you're looking for. And it's a search engine also. So, you know, it tries to figure out if you don't put in the right word, you know, it'll say, OK, this is what I think you're looking for. So if you say I'm looking for a typist and you put in typist, it's going to give you writers or so that's how the, the search engine part of it works. So, but see, it pulls up outside of LinkedIn. So LinkedIn ProFinder is a separate tool. This is my LinkedIn here. It opens it in a new screen. 
and this is how you get to it. I love ProFinder. Yeah, these, so these are all the different leads that have come my way. So as a writer, you know, it depends on your industry, it depends on what your profile has also. These are the potential leads that you could be getting in your inbox straight from LinkedIn without you doing any extra work. So what to post? Any idea what you should be posting on LinkedIn for your business? So you do want it to be conversational. And you want it to be conversational because you're building your community. So you want to post stuff and you want people to respond to it. You want people to like it, but you want them to comment it and keep that conversation going. So one way to do that is to include a message, not a message, a question in your post. So, you know, on Mondays, I, I love Mondays. So I may say, you know, and I, I know that's not the norm, so I, <laughs> I get it, but I really love Mondays. Um, so on Mondays, I may say, you know, TGIM, thank God it's Monday, ready to get the week started. What are some goals you're looking to accomplish this week? You know, what is, you know, your main project you can't wait to, to get started on? Have you set your goals for the week? You know, things like that. Just a way to get the people thinking, one. You know, the weekend is over. It's time to thank people. So get people thinking again. Get them back in work mode, hustle mode, and have them inspire them to respond. So another way you can say is, which I've done, is ask people what are they interested in seeing on my feed. So, you know, I do resumes, I do content writing, I do websites, but what is it you're really interested in? Do you wanna know how to write a good work email? How to respond to a proposal that someone sends you? Anything like that. So you tell me what you want. You, you know, I'm here, you know what I do. What is it that's, that you're interested in learning more about or hearing more about? So those are just different ways to drive engagement. If you have a new product or service that you're offering, that's a post, right? We now offer grant writing. I don't, I don't do grant writing. But if I started doing it, um, then that would be a post. And, and you could say it just simply as that, we now offer grant writing, or you can make it more lively. My cousin is my assistant, so I would give that to her and say, make it sound good, and then post it up. And then the post, you want to do, I say two to three times a week using hashtags. That's for a starter. For me, I need to be posting two times a day, which is why I don't do it. My assistant does it. But you got to stay in front of people. You want to be consistent. You want people to say, you don't want people to look through your, their feed and say, Samantha Williams, who is she? What is she? Did I go to school with her? You want people to know who you are, what you offer, and why they need to contact you, why you're here, the, the purpose that you serve. But you want to be consistent with it. So think of your brand right? Every post that you put out there is a form of advertising and marketing to your, your possible customers, your existing customers. So you want to make sure your brand imaging is consistent. Your fonts, you should have brand fonts. You should have a logo. Your logo should incorporate your brand colors like this, okay? So you want people to be aware when they see a post, even if they don't read it, they just see the colors, that's Sammy. Sammy's posting again. So that's how you become consistent in front of your, cons your consumers and your followers. And they get to recognize and know who you are. They're going to, they'll gravitate to your post more. So if you're scrolling and you say, oh, wait, that's Sammy. What'd she say? But if you don't recognize the brand color and the images, you just can keep going. But that's part of building your community because you want people to want to read your posts. You want people to share your articles that you're publishing. Oh, also, tip for the articles. Once you publish your article, that's your content, you can keep republishing that article. 
So if you publish it Monday, you go back in Wednesday and say, hey, did you read this article I recently published on XYZ? Go back in Friday. Samsware just published the article on, have you checked it out? Make sure you share it. And that's your content. Feel free to keep resharing it with those hashtags. Continue to get in front of those people you would normally not get in front of. So you want to create new posts. So yes, you can just go into your post section and type. You can just upload a video or a picture and type. Or you can go and you can create a post. <laughs> and I'll show you an example. In your profile, you're able to see your activity. So this is one that, using one of the tools that I use. So I use Asana as a project management tool. It's easy for me to track my task and say, these are my to-do list things I need to do. And then I have my writers who I assign projects to, and they're all on there, and I can manage their projects. And then I have another section for my assistant, and I can manage the work I gave her to do. So in the work I gave her, I was at home one day. I was like, this is a really good topic. I'll write this up. So I wrote up this content here, 0 plus 0 equals 0. So this is the post she created. If you put in zero effort, you will get zero results. So that's something, I was having a conversation. A lot of my posts like this come from conversations. I'm like, that was really good, Sammy, write that down. So I wrote it down, I sent it to her. She went into Canva and she created the post. It's hard to see on the bottom, has my name, Samantha Williams, because I said it. And so I wrote zero plus zero equals zero. I'm a writer, math isn't my area of expertise, but I can tell you that zero plus zero will get you absolutely nothing. I got my hashtags to get in front of the people. Sammy says is my own personal business hashtag. So what you want to do for your company when you're using Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, you want to create your own hashtag one to three at most um, that people can search for and it's all of your content. So if you click on, I haven't done it on Instagram, on um, LinkedIn. If I click on the hashtag Sammy says, it's going to pull up all of the posts that I put up or people shared that has that hashtag. So these are, I clicked on that hashtag, and these are all my posts under that hashtag. So it's the same as Instagram, as Facebook, and again, these are search engines. The more you put it out there, the more likelihood you have of getting in front of people. So you want to think of hashtags, something clever, something specific to what you do, what you offer, not too long, because you, know, you don't want wordiness. Remember, hashtags have no spacing, no symbols, no underscores, just a bunch of words all together, okay? So we use Canva. I've never used the others, uh, Pixlr, Stencil, PictoChart. I've heard of PictoChart, I think. Um, Canva is very easy to use. That's what you use to create the post. And as I get older, my relationship with technology is not as strong. So I can use Canva. So that means anyone can use Canva. Anything more intense than that, I don't even look at it. I just tell my cousin's 10 years younger than me, and I'm like, that's all you. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know where to get started. Asana is also another one. Uh, I started on Asana. Usually I will have my assistant do the research on the tool, and then she'll tell me this is how you work it. Asana, I just really jumped right in, and I was able to figure it out. And then she texted me, and she said, Asana's cool. I said, I know, right? I love it. So Asana, Canva. Very easy, easy to use. I don't create any of my posts, but what I did was start doing um, a Sunday post. So it, for Instagram only. And it's a Sam, Sammy Sunday reminder. And it's a template. So I create a template in Canva. I did this back in like February, I think. And then it's already there, Sammy Sunday reminder. 
and then there's a little section at the bottom and I can just type in whatever motivational thing I want to put and then every Sunday I will post that to my Instagram stories um, every day I do a word of the day that I post and every Sunday I do a Sammy Sunday reminder which is that one template and I went through one <laughs> I was like bored at home so I created like 40 or 50 of them and then I realized well, Sunday's only one day a week, so I'm like good for the year now because <laughs> like this was so easy and I didn't have to pay my assistant to do it. It was awesome. It was like some like boring Sunday afternoon. So, you know, the tools are easy to use. Canva will get you started with your branding toolkit. They call it something else, I think, but that's what it is. So they'll say this is your every color, like my um, font color has a specific color. So when I take my business cards and I say to my marketing firm I need more business cards set up they'll say are you still using this code number for your color and I say yeah and they say are you still using these fonts yes if that changes I use Canva to create all my posts so I would go into Canva and change my brand fonts my brand colors there's all kinds of things there's templates that you can set up for each platform Canva has templates for Instagram stories for Instagram posts for Facebook banners I'm doing an Instagram for business workshop. So my cousin's going to use the Canva Instagram Facebook banner template to create that banner for that event to put out on Facebook to advertise. So they make it easy for you. So all you have to do is really determine what color is going to be my brand color, what font am I going to use, or you know, if you have a list of fonts, two to three, four fonts that you want to use, you set that and you design your image. And then some people will say it's time for a image brand image overhaul and I want to switch something up it could be major it could be minor but that's up to you and that's how you start to manage it to make sure your posts are consistent because you're you should be using the same tool to design your posts so use Canva I would say for your posts when you're creating them some things I like to do is one create put my website on there my contact information I may put at Sam's word which is my Instagram and I like to put it in the area where people can't steal my posts and just crop out my, my contact information. But you kind of want to keep your information in there, right? So you can say, yeah, you copied it, but now you got to find a way to get my logo off of it. Do that, okay? Another thing that, not on posts, but on your connections that's not in here but came up was you may not want to share your connections with everyone. Um, so one of my clients in the industry that he's in, he has very high profile people that he's connected with. So he can choose to share with others that he's connected with these high profile people on an individual basis and say, share to my connections. Or he can say, don't share any of my connections to anyone. That I don't recommend because we're on social media and the whole, the whole point is to network with others. So if you're not sharing your connections with anyone. It's like if I friend you on social media and then I say, oh, who's her friends that I can get in contact with and I can connect with them. And then it's like, she's not going to show me who her friends are. What's the point? Like, how can I build my network? On LinkedIn, it'll tell you if you are a first degree connection, second degree connection, third degree. Recommendations. Anyone familiar with recommendations on LinkedIn? This is recommending others. So I know you I've worked with you before, I went to school with you before, you've done something for me, I'm going to give you a recommendation. It's basically feedback, testimonials, right? 
So it adds to your credibility. So if people want to know, I'm thinking about hiring Sammy as a writer, but I'm not sure if her work. Um, I don't know if I should trust her. They can go check out my recommendations where people write actual words <laughs> and not just say, I recommend you. They write things. Sammy did this for me. It was great. She did that. I loved it. It proves that you're skilled in the, your areas of expertise. Recommend your connections. Recommendation for recommendation. If you recommend me, I'm going to recommend you. Okay? It's, it's how you continue to build that community. And then people start to like you. Well, she actually gave me a recommendation. That was nice of her, right? So ask others to recommend you. And when you do that, you can ask for something specific. You know, I helped you with your resume. Can you write me a recommendation about how you felt about it, my timeliness, you know, the content, how it helped you get jobs, things like that. So you send them a request for recommendation. Um, you can ask for specific requests. And again, if you recommend others, they recommend you. So this is how you ask for a recommendation. You go to your own profile. You go to your recommendation section. These are, it'll show you how many you received. So I received nine, and I've given out seven. And then you would click here, ask for a recommendation. You type in the person you want to ask. And then on the next screen, you would say, please give me a recommendation. I would like it if you would, for whatever specific thing. Next on the slides are the skills and endorsements. So anyone familiar with skills and endorsements? So your skills, you want to input um, all of your skills. Everything you're fantastic with, you want to put it in there. You want to say, I can do this, I can do that, and I can do that, and I do this, and I do that. Oh, yeah, I also do that. You want to put everything in there. And then your connections can come. These are all my skills that I put in. And then it will tell you how many endorsements you got on those skills. So I put in proofreading. Four people said, yes, she does do proofreading. She does it well. They endorsed me. So that's what you want to use it for, another way to build credibility. One thing I personally like to do, because I like to be nice on social media, on LinkedIn, if I'm connected with you and I go to your page and I see you have skills listed, I'm going to endorse you for those skills. So my best friend is in banking. I don't even really know what she does, but she's in banking. And she has all this coding stuff there and acronyms and things I've never heard of. But she says she can do it. I trust her. She, you know, she's my best friend. I'm going to give her an endorsement for each of those skills that she has listed. People see that. And then and they come back in part of social media etiquette. You recommend me, I recommend you. You endorse me, I endorse you. And it builds to your credibility. And you have people who say, and I believe it pulls up the names too. If I were to go to someone else's endorsements, I can pull up the names. And then you should be able to, you can send them a message. You can also send them a message to confirm that endorsement. I saw you, you endorsed Sammy for proofreading. Has she done any work for you? Um, how familiar are you with her work style? And then that's how you're really starting to network and use social media. You know, it's more than just one connection to the next. You can connect to just about anyone if you're connecting the right way and you're leveraging those tools correctly. So what are you skilled in? Personally, professionally, any special talents you may have. I say, you know how on resumes, they say there are certain things you just shouldn't put, right? Like if you were a volleyball champion in 1985, maybe that shouldn't be on your resume. But this is LinkedIn and you never know where that connection may take you just on that one alone. I've heard stories, I think it was soccer or something, um, the two people had nothing else in common, but then one of them saw the soccer thing on their profile. 
and they started talking, all of a sudden they started doing business together. They're not helping each other because of that one thing that helped forge that relationship. So this is where you can have, a, you know, use a little license with it, um, be creative with what you're doing. Your differentiators. There's another section where you can add all this. And this is another area where I say just add it all. Your accomplishments. So when you click on accomplishments, there's literally everything. So you have publications, certifications, patents, courses, projects, honors and awards, test scores, language and organization. So you can think about the awards you want that are relevant. You know, spelling bee in sixth grade may not be relevant. Patents, any certifications. So if you look at mine, I have all of the organizations I'm affiliated with. They're all listed here and they do it like a resume kind of thing. So they have the dates you started or joined them. Certifications, all of my small business, woman-owned small, small business certifications, my DBE, all my certifications are in there. Publications, my father wrote a book and I was the editor. So I have that in there as my one publication. So this is the part of social media marketing where you brag about yourself. So bragging about yourself is a huge thing on social media. Because if you, I think I have it in here, if you don't brag, no one else will. So you need to put it out there and you need to say, I facilitated this awesome LinkedIn for Business workshop and it was so great and I had all these people. If I don't put it out there, who's gonna put it out there? I hope you guys are putting it out there. Somebody, right? So if you, you need to brag about yourself. You need to say, this is why you need to trust me. This is why you need to hire me. This is why um, we need to build our business connections. This is why you need to refer me to people. Um, this is why you need to go, go, go to LinkedIn and recommend me because I've proven myself. I, I have continuous posts that show my credibility. I publish articles. You see my knowledge, my areas of expertise. So again, I consider those your differentiators, your certifications, your awards, special skills, the endorsements. They help people confirm your skills. It works as past performance. And if not for anything else, it helps you keep track of what you're doing. A lot of people, especially business owners, they don't track their past performance as if you're a regular employee with a job and you have a resume. So you track your jobs and your past performance on your resume. As you get into being a business owner, you begin to not track the work that you're doing, the different projects that you're doing. For me personally, I, I started just building it as if it was a portfolio or a resume. I did this web content work, I did these workshops, I did some LinkedIn coaching, and it's all in a Word document like a resume, because people will come and say, I need your past performance. And then you're like, I know I work for people, but what did I do? I can't even, I don't know what I did, or who was that? Was that this year? So as, as is happening, this is already on my, re my resume portfolio, because now I'm just gonna change it to, you know, it's current before it was upcoming. So it's how you keep track of everything. And LinkedIn is a way to do that for you. You have your past performance there already. And those people interested in doing business with you, they can go to your LinkedIn profile. Before they even contact you, they go to your LinkedIn profile, they see all the information they wanna know about you, and then they contact you. So this is a way of advertising and getting yourself out there for those people, because this social media, it's the internet. Everyone's watching. So it's like a digital list of references, a proof of your capabilities. If you don't brag, no one else will. Remember, if not anything, brag about yourself on social media. You're the best, okay? And you gotta tell your people I'm the best. I'm the best and this is why, duh. 
you have to put it out there. So again, endorse others and they will endorse you. Again, <laughs> make your profile viewable on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Make sure it's not private. Your business, that means you want people to find you. If your profile is not viewable, if it is private, no one's going to see you. If it's private, if it's not viewable, and you have hashtags, those hashtags are not going to get out from beyond your connections. So you can hashtag away. You can have 30 hashtags. They're not going to get outside your, the people you're connected with. So make sure it's viewable. LinkedIn Premium. Anyone thinking about using LinkedIn Premium? This is the paid version of LinkedIn. No? <laughs> no? <laughs> I like free 99 too. This is why I'm like, I should get rid of my premium. But it does give me, my thing is I need to sit down and use the tools that it gives me, those extra things. Because otherwise it's like, oh, they charge me again. And it's like, I didn't even use it this month again. But there are tiered services for LinkedIn Premium, starting at $60 a month, $80 a month, and $120 a month. So for businesses, um, regular businesses, not like sales, um, that would be $60 a month. That gives you 15 in-mail messages per month. Anyone know what in-mail is? What's in-mail? Well, you can send private messages to Yes. Do you have, are you paying for premium? No, but I, I think I have it as a trial. Yeah. That's how they got me. I say, yeah, I'll do the trial. Um, so with um, LinkedIn Premium, that's one of the main features of it, is that you can send these um, end messages to anyone. With current um, free 99 LinkedIn, you can only message um, your connections. And in some ways, it'll let you message a, a second degree connection. But otherwise, if you're not already connected with them, you can't send them a message. Um, I have one friend who used, I think she was using free, the free trial. And she sent an end message to some football player, NFL player, and he responded. And from there, she helped him write a book. She helped him do some publishing things. And it's all because she was able to um, send that message. So then, you know, you start thinking about the ROI. I'm paying $60 a month for this, but now I got this contract, which, you know, it could be four figures. You never know. And it's like, maybe it's worth it. So that's when you start to weigh the pros and cons. Um, it gives you a check mark of what's included um, so you can see who viewed your profile. Right now, if you have five people that viewed your profile, it'll go and give you the, maybe the first two people's names, full names, titles. After that, it'll say it was a content strategist in New Haven, Connecticut. It was a CEO in New Hampshire. It won't give you the full information. Um, but with LinkedIn Premium, you get all the information, which is good if you want to follow up on those um, viewers. If you want to say, oh, she viewed my profile and I know she's in the process of writing a book, I should send her a message and say, hey, thanks for checking out my profile. How's it going with your book? Are you in need of an editor? Hello. So that's how you find your way in, navigate your way around. Um, job insights, salary insights, um, those are really good for people pursuing careers. Um, also good for business owners who want to see what their competitors are doing. Um, LinkedIn Learning. LinkedIn Learning is a really cool thing. I have a slide on it later. I think they call it something like um, learn something new every day or something. But um, every day they have a, 
a new thing you can learn. LinkedIn is full of educational resources with the SlideShare where you can upload your presentations to publishing articles. They have LinkedIn Learning, which has like a full curriculum of anything. So if I want to learn how to do grant writing, I can sign up for um, LinkedIn Learning, take a six-week grant writing course. I don't want to do grant writing, so I'm not going to do it. And then now I'm experienced. I'm knowledgeable. I know how to do it. Um, business insights, which is always good. How are different industries doing in the market right now? Um, what is the forecast of different industries? Um, should I start this business? Is it viable? You can look in, look in there and figure that out. Unlimited people browsing, because who doesn't like the people browse, right? So he's not, he click on one profile, and then you dig and dig and dig and dig, and now you're like, I don't know this person, but I think I love them. So um, the higher you go, Sales Pro Navigator, those are salespeople, pitchy people. You'll get those in your um, messages. Um, it'll say sponsored. So if the message says, first, if the message says in mail, you know they have um, LinkedIn Premium and they're using their in mail credits to get in front of you to pitch you something, to try to tell you something. Same thing for Sales Navigator Pro. If it says sponsored, you know they're paying for LinkedIn at a higher rate because they're trying to increase their sales and they want to pitch me something, they want to sell me something. And then Recruiter Life. Um, this is for HR professionals. I don't know what they do with that, but I guess LinkedIn is really good for HR people. And then you have the comparison of, you know, if you were thinking about it, if the budget allows, which one should you go with? For businesses, small businesses, if you're going to do it, I recommend the premium business for $60 a month. Um, if you, like other um, websites, if you pay up front, you get a discount. So just to consider. So LinkedIn salary, search by job title, area interest. Um, examine the median salary per location, so that's always good. The end mail again, uh, help increase exposure, connect with people that were previously unreachable. You can drop in anybody's email. And remember with the app, you can get that person right on their phone and they can respond right there. So that's something to think about. Um, see who's watching you, you get full names of people viewing your profile. Uh, follow up with the profile viewers for potential opportunities. Um, and be aware of those viewing your profile. So sometimes, you know, it gets a little tricky. You're like, why are they looking at my profile? I haven't talked to this person in years. What do they want? But then you can send them a message. Hey, checking in. Hope all is well. And then that conversation can balloon from there. And learning. That's what they call it. Learn something new. Daily trainings. And I think, and I tell everyone, you should be learning something new every day. If not, it is a day wasted. So you can use LinkedIn for that opportunity. Check out there, learn something new, and it's brief, it's short. This is what this is, here's an example, you're done. Um, then they have comprehensive course selections, again, as if you wanna do a full curriculum. And you can choose the different industries and topics that you're looking for. Um, exclusive company insights, again, these are features only available on premium. So you can keep tabs of your competitors and market leaders. You can break down the growth and hiring trends by function and determine um, where companies invest their resources. So they're getting all this money, but where is it going? Because everything is public knowledge. So it's there. If you're willing to pay <laughs> to get the information, it's there. And that, we have it. Yes?
Um, do you find that the, what I'll call the casual connections pan up for you in the long run? Um, because um, sometimes I question whether you know leaving a um, uh, a button on someone that I'm only uh, vaguely acquainted with um, is um, going to be fruitful. <coughs> so when you say a casual connection. What do you consider a casual connection? Um, you kind of talked about connect, 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 yeah. connect. Just anyone. Yeah. And to me, 4,000 connections is a lot. And I don't know the depth of those relationships. I, I presume that they're um, on the more shallow side as opposed to people you've done significant amount of business with. Yes. Do you find that compared to the, let's call it the outside world who's not on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. Yeah. A smaller group or have done business with a smaller group. Do you find that that's a more fruitful pool for you? Or um, is it not anywhere, uh, is it not much better than just the outside world in general? So it's better than the outside world in general because um, those casual connections are still some form of connected to me and somehow. The outside world, unless I'm advertising, on um, Google, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, on um, print advertisement, on billboards. Um, they're not ever going to know who I am. Um, on LinkedIn, I have 4,100 connections. Um, how that results in potential customers is I get uh, messages from those connections. We're connected now. They can send me a message, and they say, um, hey, I've been following you for a while, and I, am, I, I need some work done on my website. Um, do, is this something you think you could help me with? Because one thing I've learned is people will follow you for a long time. So this is my third year in business, and I've had my Sam's Word Instagram for about four years. And people have followed me day after day, year after year, and then... Four years later, I get a message. Hey, I just got a message the other day. Hey, I've been following you. I want to finally introduce myself. This is, you know, we. This one is a writer, also. I we have similar things, but she needs help. Can you tell me how you got your um, followers? How you got so many followers? So on LinkedIn, I have 4,100. On Instagram, is twice as much. So it's like 8,200 followers on Instagram. So she now she's starting to see me as a bit of an influencer. Let me contact her because I do the same thing as her. Maybe she can help me. On LinkedIn, it's the, um, I have 4,100 connections. They, my connections have multiple connections. If I post something and then they share it with their connections, it goes past my 4,100 into their span of connections and then if they're going to reshare it. So it's all about getting your brand, your name, your products and services that you offer in front of people, um, and kind of letting let let social media do what it may. Yeah. Anyone else? Have you been looking at LinkedIn since you set it up just now? <laughs> you do, and you know, once you start importing your contacts, um, you start building your um, your resume. You know, LinkedIn they want to know of what school you went to, and you can't just put in a generic thing. You have to do a drop down because they track it, they connect you. 
you know, I graduated um, UNH 2010. So they'll say, here are your alumni associates who graduated the same year as you. You should connect. And then um, you, I worked at um, Yale University. They'll say, these are your coworkers from Yale University during this time. You guys should connect. So um, once you start to put all that information in there, it'll really start to build itself. And then from there, it's posting and keeping in front of people. Um, you just want to make sure that you're, again, for me, um, I post at minimum once a day. Um, getting started, I would say two to three times a week. And then you start to get comfortable with it. And even if you're not creating your own post on Canva or one of those other tools, if you're just resharing something, just to say, hey, I'm still alive, guys. I'm resharing this content. I'm alive and I'm breathing. And then maybe in the meantime, you go back and you say, let me work on this, this um, post. And again, in Canva, um, to make it easy for yourself, you um, create templates. So instead of every time you want to post something, you have to start from scratch. You have, say, six to eight templates. And you say, this is the template I want to use. It's the content I want to put out there. And then what I like to do, too, is repurpose content. So if I write an article, and that article has um, one sentence, one blurb that I think is really cool because I said it, then I'll take that sentence out and make it a post. Put it on Canva, um, make it look pretty. And now that's my post that I repurposed from my blog, my article, and now it's on there. So it's always of repurposing your content. Again, you can take that article that you have on LinkedIn and start building your, um, your newsletter list so that you can send email marketing. Fred is really good at email marketing. <laughs> I get your emails all the time. <laughs> well, maybe not you, but CEDF is really good at email marketing. Oh, it's Fred. Is Fred? We can work on that, too. I don't, I don't know. Well, you know your people. <laughs> you say we get 15 and 7 would show, so you know your people. Um, so yeah, so that's another way of re repurposing your content. You publish an article on LinkedIn, let's take that article and put it in front of the people who I have email addresses from and shoot it right to their inbox. So maybe if they don't see it on LinkedIn, they're going to get it in your email, so you're going to see it either way. So it's all about learning how to take that content, make it work for you, um, not really spending hours a day doing content. I told you the um, Instagram Sunday reminders I did. I did, I did like 50 in an hour, and I'm good for the year. So, you know, it's about working smarter, not harder, um, and really just identifying the content that is, is not really what's interested to you, but what's interesting to your viewers. What do they want to hear? You know, I can, I can think about topics that my viewers want to um, hear about, read about, but that may not be true. So that's when I'll put that out there. You know, um, we, I just recently restarted my blog because I was too busy writing everyone else's. I wasn't writing my own. So now I restarted my blog and I say, what are some topics you guys want us to write about? We're here for you. We're here to create content for you. So you tell us and we'll spit it out for you. You don't have time.
for limited to sharing and reposting and <laughs> things like that, which is okay, it's helpful, but it's not nearly as powerful. So is there anything else that we can do in that? So, <laughs> who doesn't want that? <laughs> well, there's a couple of things. One, um, if you want to reshare, I, I forget what it's called. My previous assistant um, has shown me about it. Because, you know, there's a saying that um, hire the lazy people because they'll find the easiest way to get a job done. And I think that was her. So she found this thing where you can purchase previously written blogs and articles. And, you, and they're cheap. She purchased for me, I don't think we've used any, but she purchased like a set of 30 articles for $2 and change. And they're all like 500 word articles, um, all on copywriting, content writing kind of things. Um, I forget what the term is called, it's like a three letter acronym, I think. And then you're able to buy them. Your job, which you swear you will do, is just to um, change some of the wording so it's not plagiarism. Um, and then it's yours to repost. So it's already there. You don't have to do the research. No. You change those words. It's your content now. You wrote it. So you have that option. And I can look it up and get back to you about what it is. But I seriously bought like 30 articles for like $2. I've never used them. $2 well spent, I guess. But otherwise, I would say um, find out who those influencers are in your field and repost their content. Because it shows that reposting shows that you are aware that there's other information out there and that you're smart enough to share it again. And for that, you could um, not summarize it, but take like the key point you got out of there, the two key points, put that in here. It's an interesting read. Did you know that X, Y, and Z? What are your thoughts? Have you had this experience? And then that's how you start the conversation, get the conversation started. Any other questions? No? So I will be following up with you guys. I'm going to send out the PowerPoint. I'm going to check on you, see how you're doing. Um, Sammy also offers one-on-one -on -one coaching, so if you need help, I'm here, okay? I do, I do. I think Fred is disconnecting me.